Corey, you know what a DUI is, oh, right? Of course. I've never got one, but I know what it is. Do you know what an MUI is? No, but I can't wait to find out. You are going to find out. Oh, good. Some Florida freaks give new meaning also to the term cooking the books. Mm, encyclopedia mm, stew. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> well, you've heard that music can soothe the savage beast, yep. right? Well, we're going to find out exactly what savage beasts are being soothed by music in the Sunshine State. All right, that sounds great. All that and more coming up on this week's episode of the Florida Freak Show. Hurry, hurry, hurry! Ladies and gents, boys and girls, step right up for the Florida Freak Show! Welcome back to the Florida Freak Show. I'm Corey O'Donnell. And I'm Kirsten O'Donnell. And if you've ever read a Florida news story online or seen a Sunshine State newscast, you know that Florida's greatest exports are weird stories about the people who live and play here, and we have a few of those to share with us, don't we, Kirsten? As always, but before we start, we need you to throw us a little favor and help out your favorite Florida news and humor podcast, which I'm hoping is this particular help us, podcast. Please. <laughs> please, if you have an opportunity, go to podcastawards.com. We are eligible for the 15th annual podcast awards later this year, but we need your nominations. We need your help. We're only in two categories. Those are People's Choice and Comedy. So all you need to do is go to the website, register, then pick Florida Freak Show from the drop-down menu in those two categories. And we need your nominations by July 31st. And don't worry, we'll remind you again at the end of this episode. We absolutely will. But enough pandering for now. Just for now. Let's get down to business. This week's stories, as always, ripped from the headlines. Oh, ripping those headlines. And this first one comes to us from WFLA News Channel 8. A Holmes Beach man was arrested on a recent Friday night for driving under the influence of alcohol. Mm. Police say the suspect darted out in front of their cruisers with no lights on his vehicle. And in fact, the officers had to slam on their brakes to miss the vehicle. Wow. Here's where the story takes a decidedly Florida turn. Yes. The suspected drunk driver was on his riding lawnmower. Of course he was. The report identifies Jack Scott Pritchard as the driver. When they stopped Pritchard, the officers noticed the smell of alcohol and slurred speech. (laughs) And they also saw that the driver had some Mike's Harder lemonade in his possession. Uh Uh-oh. Richard told officers he was simply retrieving the lawnmower from a neighbor's house and refused to take the field sobriety test. Richard has had his license permanently revoked more than 25 years ago, thanks to previous DUIs in three states. Oh, wow. Officers say that even though the vehicle was a lawnmower, it is still dangerous to drive it while intoxicated especially on a public street without a driver's license. Okay. So he was arrested for DUI and bonded out the next day. His wife picked up the lawnmower. Uh, We keep saying DUI, but wouldn't this be MUI, like mowing under the influence? Because if it is, that's something that my uncle is doing every time he mows the lawn. I think most people's uncles are doing this every time they mow the lawn. I mean, I'm pretty sure all of those riding lawnmowers come with a a cup holder, (laughs) koozie clip, whatever you need for it. I love this idea that, you know, that he might actually be helping out his neighbors by giving them a little trim while he's driving back, you know, just happens to just sort of slide into their their lawn and oh just try uh, so, so when he when he veers off the road right it's not swerving because he's intoxicated it's just 
throwing a little favor to his neighbors. I think he's just performing a little community service. I like that. Now, listen, I'm not saying this is right. And, you know, clearly he has some demons trying to deal with. Yeah, mow them down. Mow, mow down those demons. Mow down them demons. Absolutely. It's been a long time since I read Stephen King's Lawnmower Man. Oh, yeah. Is that what this book is about? Not so much. No. Uh, the book's really more about like virtual reality, like taking sort of like a, a, a you know a challenged individual and seeing if you can make him into an internet. So more like a flowers for Algernon kind of thing or awakening. Virtual reality. That's the perfect okay, way of okay. sort of describing. Well, it. what if what if Stephen King maybe wrote a sequel? Why not? Or or just a remake of the movie? You I think know? that's a great idea. I mean, Stephen King movies are getting remade all the time they remade the shining they yeah. remade it and let's is, do a remake of lawnmower man but put it right in florida right and it just it's a bit more on the nose about the actual lawnmower guy so if we have any uh fans who are good with graphic design if you can put together a new movie poster with our new friend here that would be great so speaking of on the nose yeah can you think of any beverage more on the nose for this story than a Mike's Harder Lemonade? I really can't. I love I love the idea of the Harder Lemonade so much. I feel like that's like liquid equivalent of this goes to 11. Oh, because it's not just yeah. hard lemonade. It's like most of these just go to 10, but Harder Lemonade goes to 11. It's one higher. Interesting. Interesting. That's is the way there, I see it. Is there a Mike's Hardest Lemonade? Gosh, I hope so. I, I feel like if you're going to have a harder, you have to have a hardest. Maybe it's not out yet, but it's got to be coming to our shelves soon. I feel like a Mike's Hardest lemonade is the lemonade that gets left on the lawnmower in the hot sun for about four days. Yeah. And then you drink it. Yeah. So one other thing that I have, and then we can move on to the next story. What do you think would be the weirdest way that you could get home after some drinks? Oh, like, geez. Like what would be the weirdest vehicle to use or vessel? Maybe an alligator? Oh, well, it is Florida. Riding an alligator? How about that? How about a unicycle? <laughs> I love the idea of riding a unicycle drunk because 95% of people couldn't do it sober. I, I feel like it's, it's a built-in field sobriety right. test. Yeah, like I feel like if I got pulled over and I'm on a unicycle and it's like, hey, are you drunk? It's like, could I ride this if I was drunk? I don't think there's any possible way I could. But seriously, you know, talking about unicycles and alligators and that sort of thing, you can get a DUI in Florida, and I assume in most states, yeah. while on something like a unicycle or a bicycle or, well, that's good to know. God forbid, an alligator. So it's not cycling under the influence. It's still driving. No, Florida has a uh, fairly broad definition of okay. the word vehicle. Good to know. Um, now, I will say that if you're pulled over while driving intoxicated on a bicycle uh -huh. you do have this is a little public service announcement for everybody out there who's considering this which i hope you're not <laughs> um but you do have the right to refuse the um blood alcohol test oh okay uh because you are not driving a vehicle that is licensed by the Department of Motor Vehicles. Oh, okay. So you can actually turn down that test, but you can also still, you know, be arrested right. under suspicion for yeah. it. Um, people have been arrested in Florida for riding all sorts of things while drunk. Oh. Um, electric wheelchairs. Electric, wow. And we do, honestly, we have seen plenty of people not saying they were drunk, but driving their electric wheelchairs 
right down the middle sure. of the street before. <laughs> Golf carts. Golf carts, absolutely. Right. And in fact, uh, a few years ago, a woman in Polk County mm-hmm. uh, got arrested for riding her horse while intoxicated. Oh, that'd uh, be fun. Yeah, she uh, blew a .161, which is twice the legal limit. Wow. Yeah, um, I, I'm sure the horse was probably the one most relieved when this whole saga ended. Sure. She was actually charged not only with DUI, but also um, with animal neglect oh, in wow. that case. So, yeah. And Polk County, so I'm sure Sheriff Grady Judd had a lot of great things oh, to say. Oh, sure he did, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah so, you, so that's something that you have to factor in, that if you decide to ride your horse, you could actually end up getting charged with more things. Yeah. In addition to that. So just keep that in mind, you know, before you pull that horse out of the stable. Absolutely. All right. Well, moving on to our next story. Uh, This one comes to us from Nova FM. Libraries in Florida, and in fact across the nation, have needed to issue warnings to book borrowers after noticing that borrowed books haven't come back in exactly pristine condition during the pandemic. That's not cool at all. Tampa Bay Library in Florida has had several singed books returned to them because people have been microwaving the books to sanitize them from coronavirus. The library in Tampa posted on its Facebook page, please do not attempt to microwave library materials as the RFID tags located inside will catch fire. Oh my goodness. Largo Public Library, just up the road, posted a similar message saying, firstly, that's not how microwaves work (laughs) and second the security tags contain metal and could catch fire the libraries say that they follow the cdc's guidelines and quarantine books for 72 hours so there's no need for any diy sterilization at home that's so great to know because i don't need to hear any more about singed books at all putting books in microwaves what are people thinking and i'm also wondering does your microwave have a fahrenheit 451 setting on it Um, a little shout out to ray bradbury yeah maybe it's next to the popcorn i'm just not aware of it yeah ray bradbury is probably spinning in his grave wait ray bradbury's dead right okay spinning in his grave right now but uh you know maybe that uh fahrenheit 451 setting a sequel to the book yeah. Fahrenheit 451 two minutes on power level 10 oh there you go I like that a lot that's... I don't know if that's the temperature that a book burns yeah. at but was there uh... anybody in this story named Montag <laughs> oh a little literary humor hey. for, our, for our listeners out there we hit we hit on every single one that we can that's are people right. also nuking their clothes in in the microwave when they get them from like Goodwill oh gosh I don't know I don't think that's a very I'm good idea either I'm just trying to like follow the pattern here I mean if you're this worried about it it's time to just get a Kindle and go digital right that's probably the best option and let me say this kudos to anybody who is actually reading during the pandemic because everybody yeah. we know ourselves included are pretty much just binging episodes of gossip girl and entourage right. i don't know like yeah insert- curb your enthusiasm for me for you yeah, yeah absolutely so kudos if you're reading yeah good job nicely done keep them books out the microwave back to ray bradbury yes the world has been pretty dystopian lately. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. pandemics and whatnot. But yeah. I, I don't think we're quite to Bradbury level yet. So maybe book burning isn't isn't where we are. Yeah, let's. I, I just don't like the sort of connotations that book burning comes with it. So let's just stay away from it in general. 
So what's the first lesson of owning a microwave? Uh, don't put any forks in it. Don't put anything metal in it. Right. Don't put metal in the microwave. Right. right? And I, I understand some people don't realize that the theft prevention tags and the tracking tags and the library books are made of metal. Oh, yeah. But, you know, sometimes you can actually see them and it's pretty obvious. Right. Um, I actually have a story about uh, putting metal in the microwave. Yeah. So when I was a kid, probably in junior high school when we got a microwave, Uh because I'm old, (laughs) and, you know, I was told, don't put the silverware in the microwave. Right. But I honestly thought that that was like a, hey, we have nice silverware and we don't want it to get ruined. We didn't know it was a, hey, you might burn the house down. Right. Kind of I know where you're going with this, and I'm sort of the same way. When you put leftover food away, you just assume it's like, oh, I can probably just take that and put it right into the microwave. In this case, aluminum foil, I'm guessing. So, so yeah, when I was a kid, actually, we had some cookies, and and they were a little stale. And you know me, I love my cookies. Yeah. So Especially I thought nice and fresh and warm. Right. So I thought maybe if I sprinkle a little water on a cookie, maybe a tiny little sliver of butter, give it a hat, you know, <laughs> and uh, wrap it up in some foil and stick it in the microwave for yeah. about 10 seconds. You right. know, that would that would do the trick. And yep. again, I was not like four years old when I did this. Mm-hmm. I was like 13. So I shoved my thing in the microwave and after two seconds, like sparks are flying and uh, I freaked out. Be- out. I would freak out too. So I stopped the microwave. I gave it like 15 seconds and I opened it up. Uh huh. And you better believe I still ate that cookie. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's radioactive now, right? Right. That's how I got my superpowers. Oh, wow. So what's your superpower? Um, I can eat a whole crap load of cookies. Bam. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, moving on to our next story, uh, before I get to my cookies, from WFTS, Orlando's Michael Womer is known as the Gator Crusader. Oh, I like this already. Right? If if the name Gator Crusader sounds familiar, he went viral last year when he was on a rope swing over an alligator pit, and the rope snapped, and he got dropped into the pit. Ooh. Well, the Gator Crusader is at it again. Now, normally, he performs with a gator show in Central Florida. He dresses up, which is something all in and of itself. Mm -hmm. He performs stunts. Right. But during the pandemic, he's needed to keep himself entertained and keep his scaly four-legged friends entertained as well. Great. So since the start of the pandemic, Womer has noticed that the alligator's behavior has changed. He says they're anxious. They can tell something's different. There just aren't people around. So he has been keeping them company. He started out singing to the alligators to give them a little company. And now he reads to them as well. Oh, that's sweet. Some of his favorite songs to relax the gators include Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On, the theme does from Titanic. Does he have an actual penny whistle whenever he does it? <laughs> For the solo. Yep. He also sings Dust in the Wind by Kansas. Oh, lovely. And does a variety of Beatles songs. Oh, nice. He also likes to read to the gators, in particular reading comic books to them. Huh, okay. Walmer posts the videos to his YouTube channel and says he has embraced the change as an opportunity to reach a more global audience. I love this story, how the music soothes the Savage Gator. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. Um, While all those songs sound wonderful, I'm wondering if there are some bad songs that you don't want gators to to listen to. Oh, geez, bad songs. What wouldn't you play for an alligator? Uh, I don't know, but I thought of some gator-themed songs. Okay, hit me with a few. Gator on the Lawn by Tom Petty. Oh, Florida Uh, Boy. Yeah. I've also got Gator Blood by Mark Knopfler. I don't know that one, but but lead singer of I've Dire Straits. Come yeah. on. 
There's also Alligator by ZZ Top. Oh, what about Bill Haley and the Comets? Yeah. See you later, See Alligator. See you later, Alligator. I love that one, too. That one's a good one. Now, That's do you know uh, Lionel Richie's Night Train? Yes. Full title, Night Train, parentheses, Smooth Alligator. Ooh, Smooth Alligator. It, Sounds like Sade. Right. <laughs> smooth Alligator. Right, it's a Florida version. Yep. It's the Florida remix. I love it, yeah. That's great. <laughs> well, I think I figured out what the worst song to play for an alligator is. Oh, I gotta hear it. Crocodile Rock. Oh, yeah. Because you know alligators hear Crocodile Rock. All the time. It's right? probably pumping through the systems all the time. And like, they've got to the be around. so annoyed. Like, yeah. hey man, I'm an alligator. I'm not a crocodile. I'm not a crocodile. Big difference. It's like when people mispronounce your name or call you by the wrong name. It's like the alligator equivalent yeah. of Dylan McDermott and Dermot Mulroney. Oh, jeez. And you know those guys are really ticked off about getting mixed up with one another all the time. Because they got in a big fight about it. Yeah. yeah. So, oh. so yeah. And they probably hate Crocodile Rock, too. Oh. You know, for that very reason. Who would? We, and, and believe me, we both love Elton John. So we, do. we got no hate towards Crocodile Rock. But if I were an alligator, wouldn't have want to have anything to do, do with it. So I've seen Elton John in concert several times. Oh. Totally switching gears for a moment here. Name do dropper. You know he, do you know he doesn't sing Alligator Rock? Uh, now I'm saying it. Crocodile. <laughs> he doesn't sing Alligator Rock either, but he doesn't sing Crocodile Rock. Oh, it's too high for him probably. It is too high. Ever since he had uh, throat polyps and had to yeah. have throat surgery, he hasn't been able to sing Yeah, it. I remember when... Uh, you know, in his career when he uh, really changed octaves like all of a sudden. You yeah. Know? And it's so, yeah. Difficult I, song for la, 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 la. There's probably Can't a lot of it. the songs that he does, but that one definitely. So have you watched any of the videos of the Gator Crusader? Just a, just very short snippets. So the one where he's reading to the alligators, uh-huh. he is right up in their grill. Oh. I mean, he is lying on the ground next to them, yeah. their jaws wide open as he reads, <sighs> you know, the latest wacky adventures of Deadpool right. to them. Well, you got to have an element of danger to the videos, so maybe that's what he's thinking mm. with it. But when you're reading these stories, you know, that you're sitting in an armchair or whatever, and you've got maybe a kiddo with you. So I hope he doesn't have the gators, like, on his lap. Nestled up in his yeah. lap for oh, story just time. Like nestling into his, yeah. These, and these are big gators. Yeah. These are not little baby just hatched gators. Yeah. These are, like, eight, nine footers oh, that he's reading wow. to and, and very, very close to while he does this. And again, another person who's reading during the pandemic. God bless him. My concern is it's fine and good that he's reading comic books to them right now. Right. But I think we need to be careful what we read to the alligators. Sure. Because I don't think we want them getting too smart. No. No. <laughs> yeah, because they could be reading about X-Men and then, oh, so I could mutate and become a super being and, and get all these superpowers. I mean, it's not a very far leap. I just made it right now. An alligator's going to do it. You know, maybe it takes them 10, 15 seconds to figure that out. Right. I think we really need to be careful what we're reading to the alligators. Yeah. We don't want them getting any smarter than they are no. so you know no anarchists cookbook nope. you know nothing dangerous nothing to give the alligators yeah, stay any away ideas. from any manifestos right anything right. mind comp yeah. right don't read that to the alligators yeah. maybe like even like a lot of isaac asimov because of all the robotic things oh, you know, the, the laws of robotics yeah. which might actually be good for them but at the same time don't give them the idea don't do it <laughs> but you know I, keep I think, those alligators in their place i think it's great that he's looking on the bright side of the pandemic yeah. he's he's expanding his audience to a, a a more global group you know some people start a podcast 
some people read to gators. Yep. You know, it's... We it's, all travel the road a little differently. That's right. Yep. All right, time for our last story. And this one comes to us from news-press.com. Hey! That is a website that Corey is quite familiar Very with. Very familiar. As a former employee. Uh-huh. So Lovebirds Jason Cole and Jenica Godwin, Jerica, excuse me, Godwin of Matt Lachey got married this month in one of their favorite places. Aww. A place filled with memories and love for them. Wow. Any guesses where, Corey? Oh, well, maybe Cape Coral Beach, since it's so mm. close to where we are. Or yeah. maybe the West End or Cape Harbor, maybe? Oh, all of those would be wonderful, beautiful places to Picturesque. have a wedding. Um, no. Colin Godwin said, I do Uh at Cape Coral's Columbia Care Medical Cannabis Dispensary. All right, sir. (laughs) That's a different place. Not what I would think of first. The pair have been together for about two years and both are Florida medical use card holders. Godwin has chronic back pain. Cole is a colorectal cancer survivor and credits medical marijuana for much of his recovery. Well, good for them. So not surprisingly, the bride describes her groom as really laid back like an old school hippie. That sounds awesome. (laughs) So where else would you get married? (laughs) The couple says that the choice to get married in the dispensary was obvious to them. I love that. They never considered another location for their nuptials. Staff and all of the guests wore masks, of course, and Mm -hmm. took special precautions to turn the dispensary into a wedding venue. A Columbia Care official says that the wedding at the dispensary was their first. Well, this is such a lovely love story for 2020. Sharing the best day of your life with the best things in your life. Your best friend, your spouse, and Mary Jane. Yeah. I love it. I mean, it's a real uplifting story. And you know, with a lot fewer people going to church, you know, in this pandemic and more people searching for community, maybe, just maybe, cannabis dispensaries, that could be a new role for them. Oh, a, sort of a community gathering place. Yeah, I mean, why not? It's, you know, Apple really built their empire on making an experience for the users. Well, same with Starbucks, right? Yeah, so why not take that same trend and move with it? Welcome to Marketing 101 with right. Kirsten and Corey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my uh, some of my questions, okay, yeah. because first of all, I don't know these people, but I feel like this is a wedding I really would have liked to have gone to. I oh, would have bought yeah. a nice gift. Yeah. I would have brought a very nice gift if yeah. I'd been invited to this one. What do you have for wedding favors? Like at our wedding, we had koozies. And yeah. I feel like we really kicked off the wedding koozie trend, by yeah. the way. But, oh, yeah. You know, at our Big wedding, time. we had koozies. What What do you have for a cannabis dispensary wedding? Maybe a roach clip. Ooh, roach clip. A uh, pipe cleaner. Pipe cleaners, nice. A uh, bags of Funyuns. Bags of Funyuns is perfect. You can get those by the dozen. Yeah, I, I feel like today is middle school, junior high school story day for me. I actually have a roach clip story. <laughs> you grew up in a very fun time. I, I was shopping one day at the mall, yep. as you do when as you're like you a 13-year-old girl. Yep. And I was in a local store that just sold all sorts of fun stuff. It sold jewelry and t-shirts, kind of like a Hot Topic type place, only way before Hot Topic was a thing. Sounds great. And they had these really cool, like, feathered barrettes for your hair. Yeah. And I had seen, like, a couple of girls maybe in movies wear them. And I was like, oh, this is cool. And they were, like, these beautiful blue feathers. And I had long hair then. So I bought it to wear it in my hair. And I wore it in my hair to school the next day. And that's when somebody informed me that it was a roach clip that I had in my hair. You're kidding me. 
And I didn't know what a roach clip was because I was like 13. And sure. I thought I looked pretty badass. Yeah. If I'm being completely honest, because I had feathers in my right. hair. And that's, I looked awesome. That's the time when you need parents that have experience with roach clips to be able to tell you these things before you even go to school. I don't know if I ever showed it to them Probably or anything. Not. Probably not. Yeah. No. So when somebody finally explained to me what a roach clip was, I was super embarrassed by it. Oh. And I never wore it again. Oh. And now I wish but, I had it because I think it'd be really cute. Totally. And then you'd have a roach clip. <laughs> Just one handy in case I need one. Oh. <laughs> I like to imagine a little Kirsten with a roach clip in her hair. It sounds wonderful. And my gigantic glasses and <laughs> my braces. And I wasn't my, imagining that as much as the roach clip. My velour Pat Benatar style yeah. top. Yeah. I was, I was, um, what's the opposite of cool? Whatever it is, that's what I was. Um, so, so, so back to our, back to our little wedding yeah. here at the dispensary. I should point out, uh, the story did say that they originally planned to get married on the official weed holiday oh. of 420. Right. Um, but then they, of course, had to reschedule because of That's the pandemic. That's a bummer. That bummer, is a man. Bummer. It's a bummer. <laughs> so let me ask you, since since they originally considered maybe not technically a holiday wedding, but right. kind of a holiday wedding it's for It's a holiday them. to us. Sure. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on holiday weddings? Well, I mean, I don't necessarily have a problem with it, but I like the idea of not getting married on a holiday because that's a special day for you and your spouse. And if it's connected to a holiday, unless it's something that really means a lot to the two of you, mm. but I would like to have my anniversary be something that is completely and totally just for us. That's really sweet. Isn't that sweet? That is. What happened to me? Um, My reasons for disliking holiday weddings <laughs> are, are not sweet, but I think also quite rational. Okay. I think, first of all, you never have a wedding on a gift-giving holiday. No. That's because, what I'm saying. Because just, you're ripping yourself off yeah, of a gift. You're just, you're just, yeah, you're just watering down how many gifts you're going to get. Right. Christmas wedding, Valentine's yeah. wedding, all of those things. Yeah, yeah you're just watering. It's bad enough that my birthday's right after Christmas. And right. I, and I already kind of, hmm, you know, maybe that, get the shaft a little rough. bit on that, you yeah. know? So I don't, I don't need anybody doubling up on oh no. this is your birthday and your anniversary no yeah. forget that right my second reason for not liking okay. the holiday because because i've thought about this okay um my best friend actually from junior high school who probably was the one who told me that my hair barrette was actually a roach club <laughs> <laughs> though i cannot confirm that for sure well um, when she got married, she got married on Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. Which is really sweet. We wore Very red sweet. dresses. Sure. She didn't. The bridesmaids did. Yeah. She's no longer married to this man. Right. Does that ruin Valentine's Day for you forever? That's the that's the worry that I would have is that it, it definitely could. Right? If yeah. the if the marriage doesn't work out, yeah. have you have you ruined your memories of that holiday right. at that point? You know, it's it's like getting a tattoo of somebody's name on you. You mm -hmm. know, if the relationship doesn't work out, yeah. all you've got is a painful annoying reminder, right? Yeah, right. And it's you're always going to have like sort of an expectation that you have to even supersede to get back to that holiday being what you want it to be. Yeah, so novelty weddings. Just keep them, like, give them your own date. Like, make make something new for yourself. Listen, we picked a date that was, like, equidistant between our birthdays yeah. so that, like, there was no overlap at all. Right, right. <laughs> so I was thinking about this, you know, thinking about novelty weddings uh -huh. and, and novelty, I guess, locations for a wedding. Yeah. 
the big thing down here, of course, is beach weddings, mm-hmm. right? Everybody has to have a beach Everybody's wedding. Everybody's got a beach wedding, right. And I, yet we've never been to one. That's what I was wondering. I couldn't remember. I didn't it's think hard to we'd believe. ever been to one. Yeah. We've, we've been, been to... here 14 years and we've never been to a beach wedding. Now, we have, I mean, in a way, been to beach weddings oh, because right. yeah. we've been at the beach when, like, Basically, a wedding just yeah, pops we've been, up. Yeah, we've been cutting up and, <laughs> and, and drinking and having fun in the water. And then all of a sudden, just a beach wedding just appears. And it's it's the funniest thing. And it, it has happened in the same location to us more than once. Yep. Um, we're hanging out with friends. Yeah. We're, we're having a few barley pops, adult yep. beverages, yep. whatever you want to call them. Right. Um, and then, you know, in the early afternoon... People still playing frisbee on the beach, yeah. splashing around in the water, walking their dogs. All of a sudden, somebody's setting up chairs and an arch, like right on the beach next to where we're sitting. Yep. What do you do? Are you supposed to move? We never move. No. I mean, if they're going to put it up right where I'm, I've been there all day. I'm not going to move my, I'm not going to move I staked out my spot. That's right. <laughs> I feel bad for these people though. Yeah. I mean, I, obviously, you know, maybe it's because that particular spot on the beach has sentimental meaning to them. It's yeah. where they met. Have, I yeah, don't know. Exactly. But the wedding pictures. I know. It's just going to have some guy with a beer gut in the background. Just like, woohoo. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right, yeah just right just of all of us and our friends, beer yeah. cans, beer guts, cellulite. When you're the whole showing bit. it to your grandkids years and years later, you, you'll have to try to explain what that weird guy is doing in the background. Yeah. I, yeah. I just I, I feel like that that takes a little of the romance out of right. it. But yeah. So I guess the moral. Each their own. Yeah. The moral to the story is if you're going to get married on the beach, you know. Go private. Yeah, go yeah. with the private beach. That's a crazy thing to yeah. me. But I, you know, you probably have to pay a lot more for yeah. that, right? But of course, if you don't have a lot of people showing up, it might be good to have some drunk crazies around just to sort of fill it all in. Yeah, I mean, it is Florida. Yeah, you got to put your crazies where you can. That's right. Yeah, hey, make it like a Florida beach wedding. Definitely. So, so if if you get married at a dispensary. Mm. Where do you honeymoon? Oh, I think you got to go to Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking Jamaica. Hey, that works too. Out out of the country and in to the marijuana frying pan. <laughs> of course, you know you can't travel to the EU right now. I don't oh, even know. Oh, that's right. You can't take a cruise to Jamaica right no, now. No cruises. Not. No no flights to the EU. Yeah, you just I, have to go somewhere where there's legal weed. Yeah, you got to go to like Colorado yeah. or California or just have or Nevada. to be very discreet with it. Yeah, that's, you know, there's a lot of logistics involved with a wedding. People don't realize it. There really are. So, uh, Corey, what did did we learn this week? Well, I learned that Uber is still a better option to get you home than John Deere. Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, I learned that if you're going to do a good old-fashioned book burning, skip the microwave and do it the traditional way. Yeah, let's just not do that, though. I don't like that idea at all. Uh, I also learned that cannabis stores may be the new place for sharing love and a blunt. Oh, you can twist one off after you tie the knot, right? Oh, very nice. And I learned today that people will watch just about anything on YouTube if they think that a guy might get eaten by an alligator. Oh, definitely. Yeah, Yeah. so those were our freakiest Florida finds for this week. And as always, you can find plenty of other wacky news stories from across the Sunshine State on our Facebook and Twitter pages. That's right. Remember to follow us, like us, and share us. That's at FLA Freak Show. 
And if you see a Florida story we missed, feel free to share it with us. And also, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to tell a friend about us, because in the long run, it really, really helps us out and helps us find more freaky fans like you. Oh, and finally, now that this episode is nearly over, take a quick trip over to podcastawards.com and submit your vote for Florida Freak Show in the People's Choice section and the comedy categories. All you need to do is register, then pick Florida Freak Show on the drop-down menus on those two categories. Until next time, I'm Corey O'Donnell. And I'm Kirsten O'Donnell. We will be back next week. And until then, let your Florida Freak flag fly. Goodbye. Goodbye.